Get it. Get it. Film this shit. Film this shit. Come on. This is how we're starting the show. Come on, Jad. You can do it. You gotta want the bone. <laughs> you ever see your mother chase the bone? It's more aggressive than oh, that. Oh, he does sometimes. He <laughs> sits on his blanket and the, like this. Sits on his blanket in the doorway and goes, "Really?" <laughs> well, the good news is this won't take long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, episode 56 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Of course, Dusty Hanshaw here, shaved within the last 48 hours with his pink shirt, and myself, Big Ron Partlow. And on today's show, we've got some fantastic Instagram questions for you, and all the usual stuff we talk about on It's Just Bodybuilding. Hour of the it's just bodybuilding today. I'm in a mood. So I felt it. how many hours of shadow is out on your face? Because for a normal man, that's like a week. No, it's uh what day? What day is it? Monday? Yeah. So sa- Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid. Hours. I feel like, like I'm solid. I'm clean it. Well, I had to get a fresh shave because I gotta go on Wednesday to see Courtney to line it all up professionally. So oh. I, I need to make sure that, you know, it takes five days for extreme growth for her to start working her magic. So uh, what's with the uh, the professional beard cut? Are you having an event or a photo sh- photos you're taking or what are you, are you doing? Something like. No, nothing. I just uh, I just suck at it and tend to oh. fuck it up a lot. So I go to her once a week to keep it right. Plus, we have way too much fun. I'm surprised we haven't been thrown out of her place, even though it's hers. Because you're just not supposed to have off the wall conversations like we do. But hey, what are you gonna right, do? Right, right, right. I thought so, maybe you were, you were, you, you uh, had statistical um, information that you know you're more likely to pick up at the grocery store. If no, I just know that if I can get enough attention on the facial hair, they might ignore the rest. They might ignore the actual face. <laughs> there Smart, we go. Right? Smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So man, it's 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 been a uh, a crazy weekend. We had a bodybuilding weekend. Yeah, we had. Uh, I went and by the way, I have to say this. I went and saw the dogs. They're smarter than me now. Just maybe yeah. they always were, but now I know. Yep. Like yeah, they uh, they won't actually walk through a door unless you tell them to. Right. So you're gonna be losing them all over the house. Fucking slam on the brakes. You're like, oh, you're welcome to join me. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So pretty drastic. I'm actually. Uh, excited but it's a lot of work right. now now i realize i gotta practice i was like fuck because everything's yeah yeah quick yeah quick, yeah yeah quick yeah now. you know so that was solid went up there spent about two hours yesterday um being amazed donna was i'm so proud of her she kind of gave me a fuck you because she's mad at me like she wouldn't perform for me for like a good 10 minutes she would perform for them and i was right. like hey donna and she's like <clears throat> right no. <laughs> right but she broke i mean it's typical i disappoint women and eventually they break and come back but right. uh <laughs> well the but, perfect name for her yeah exactly exactly you know. so it was solid would you uh would you think about uh the california pro well i thought antoine deserved to win for sure right I, I i mean you know how the lights were terrible 
Yeah, actually, uh, training partner put up a post. I died. He said, I've seen better lighting at a haunted house. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. That was the best. <laughs> the best. So here's my take. The lights were terrible. And in terrible lighting, Antoine had the most ripped glutes. And, I mean, his and entire leg is out in his quads. Such, he, I mean, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, in terrible lighting, Antoine still looked sharper Hard. than everyone. So, For you sure. know, in reality, it was, like, probably, if, like, a lot more than that. Because you know how lights are the great equalizer? You know what's funny, too, is I've been on the opposite end of that and didn't realize it. In 2012, the worst I've ever looked in my life at a show. Right. I remember scouring the hotel for good lighting to send Chris pictures. And yeah, it no. wasn't until after the show and realizing that no light in the world is going to make me look good because I right, was right. not looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. J.J. Marsh used to tell me, uh, when you're in shape, you look sliced in the dark. Yeah, Yep. <laughs> and that's pretty much what, what he had. Even even the midsection, which was really washed, you could tell he was granite. And they did exactly what we talked about. Yeah. He got bigger. He ate. Yeah. He was up like seven or eight pounds. Yep. Yep. He was like, bigger, fuller, rounder. Yeah. So do we it's a Las Las Vegas Cali Pro. I'm so confused. Why we don't <laughs> just change the name? Um, I'm assuming it's because they're already on the trophies. Oh, yeah. The T-shirts and hats are printed. Yeah, so and all like that we gotta, stuff, right. We got to leave it to Cali Pro, even though it's in Nevada. It's fine. I think, uh, you know what disappointed me or surprised me? And I mean, I shouldn't say that, but I'd like your feedback. on huh? Why the fuck did nobody go? Like the lineup, it's a week. And I understand money and I don't really understand money. But if you but really like barely anybody went. Yeah. I mean, how many guys were in the, in the show even? I I don't even know, but I know that, I mean, you can just run down the list of the top five in uh, in, in New York, a.k.a. Tampa, and uh, what, none of them were there? I'm just wondering because, how many um, Because, because uh, um, what's his name who got six? Jeez, I can't remember. Where's my brain today? Um, at Tampa, took fourth. Um, uh, Patrick. Patrick, yes. Yeah. He's the only one in the top six. Uh, I mean, Max went, and, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because Mustafa went, but I, did he actually compete or not after the whole hemorrhoid surgery? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> crazy. A lot of information <laughs> on the internet. I, I hate when somebody says something like a description. Like if they say, like, don't think of a pink elephant, because now I immediately think of a pink elephant. So don't say, hey, I have these giant hemorrhoids, because my brain goes pink, and I see them. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So there were 16 guys. Yes. Yeah, there were 16 guys in the show. But, I mean, um, not from Tampa. Yeah, the, not from Tampa. No, I know. I'm just wondering if, like, I don't know. Like De La Rosa, how do you skip that? Because, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I don't think it's a financial thing. So it's like... It's a week. Right. And you got third. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm not even, I guess what's interesting is I'm not even saying he would have beat Antoine. I'm just surprised he wouldn't want to go pick up that Olympia qualification. And I guess that's where things get sticky for me is I'm purely business when I look at bodybuilding. So well, I could see saying I'm not going to waste $2,000 to go do the show. But if I'm chasing an Olympia qualification and I got third. Yeah. yeah so didn't Max 
didn't Max kind of insure himself an Olympia spot by going because he got second, and he got more points, and I think yeah, I he's, think I think he's in because yeah. you know if you go all the way back to January, I think yeah. So got, if you combine all four shows from the year, <clears throat> oops, yeah, <laughs> there haven't been many. No, but yes. I think he's in. Um, so like that's what you're talking about. Like yeah. why not? He's go? he's working. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's gonna go and get it done, and and he knows that he can make improvements now before the Olympia. Um, and if you, I mean, let's be honest, if you shut it down now, like Delarosa is saying he's done for the season, then right. There's no way you skip a show a week later and then do Chicago. Why? Right. Well, maybe that's, maybe that's his plan for some reason. I don't know. No. You know, should, maybe there's, maybe we need, we need to get John on the show. I'm going to text yeah, him. Yeah, we do. Text him. Yes. Sorry, guys. Get distracted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Antoine looked good. Max looked good. Um, I was happy to see Milos taking heat before the show even started. Um, like, like I saw guys actually going on his page and be like, so have you like rehearsed your bitching and moaning and the pictures you're going to put up after the show if your guy doesn't win? Like, Oh, were people doing that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. And of course, you know, Milos, I, I, I hate the way that people are completely able to just not own anything. Right. Like I would rather like if if that was me and I made the decision to do that, I would say, I think my guy was better. Fuck off. Or I would say I shouldn't have done that. My apologies. I'm not going to put up. He literally a guy wrote that and and he actually said Ian should have been happy. I was posting more pictures of his moment winning. If you're going to do something, do it. Like I hate that. Like my respect for Milos went from like five to negative five. It was already low. really because yeah, I don't I, because you're not just, a man. Now I can forget about you as a bodybuilder because you're a weak human. I wasn't paying enough attention. Obviously, I got to go <laughs> yeah. back and read. I get a little fired shit. up about this stuff just because, like I said, I mean, I think that in our world, it's sad when you say, well, he's an icon of the sport. I'm like, but he's a shit. Like, if that's how you act, then that tells me something. Because we all make mistakes in the heat of the moment. And I've done some shit in life many, many times where I'm like, oh, I got to own that. Damn it. Right. Then you do when people say, you know what? We've all made mistakes. When you don't own it and you twist and turn, I'm kind of like, man, I quickly forgot you're a legend bodybuilder because now I know that you're a weak man. (laughs) You know? Wow. I got to go read some of this shit. I was upset with how things with Ian went after the last show. But that's what we're talking about. That's what. Yeah. That's why people were bringing it back up because a lot of people yeah. saw the obvious and he never owned it. I didn't I didn't look at tons of it. I just was aware there was some some stuff going on, but I saw a few things that I didn't like. But mm-hmm. I I also felt like I didn't read like you know, I might have read 5% of what right. was going on, right? So I was just kind of more aware of it. But um, I remember thinking it. I thought it was really unnecessary. And, I think uh, the big factor and man is, is owning it. Like, for example, yeah. look at Chris. Chris is never afraid to say what he thinks. Yep. But he'll stand behind it and he'll own mm. it. And that's it. And I think that that's the difference is I'm not saying you need to like – you don't yeah, have he's, to agree. He's, it like, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You can think those yeah. things, but it's also how you do it. I think, you know, and that's what a lot of people were frustrated with. Like when you go post pictures and then you pretend that you're not like Chris straight up said 
in so many words, Antoine needs to decide if he wants to be an internet bodybuilder or a bodybuilder. Yeah. Well, guess what? He said that, and Antoine turned around and won a show in a week. Yep. Like, I dig that. You came out, and Antoine probably doesn't even know or doesn't care. Right. But what a beautiful thing. Like, he didn't skirt around what he thought. Right. This is what I think. You know, when you post pictures and don't just say, I think this is horse shit, it's weak. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I, I had my I'm having a soapbox moment, but just because I do think in our sport, we're losing the ability to keep in mind. Yes, you're supposed to, we can critique each other. That's our job. You know, I love critiquing the top five at a show knowing I can't beat any of them, but I have the knowledge to do so. But I would have no issue standing there. Uh, and a prime example, Nick Walker uh, right. at the uh, L.A. Fit Expo this year. Yep. He came up to me and he said, man, can can you believe I didn't win the USA's? And I said, yeah. And he's like, huh? I was like, yeah, you didn't win. I was in the third row. You didn't slam the door. I said, you're a better bodybuilder. You didn't win the show. Right. Like, that, to me, we're allowed to do that. And guess what? Nick and I still have respect for each other. He might think I was dead ass wrong, but he's there's no secret behind it. you know. Right. And, and then also, too, he also knows that you know he slammed the door this time. Yeah, done. And so now you're into complete agreement with the reality of things. Yeah, and, it, and just like I said, you are a better bodybuilder than him. Yeah. I've beaten many guys that should ne- I should never beat. Same here. You know, but it's on that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just wish, I think as a whole, there's got to be that line. And I feel social media has kind of messed with a little bit where we don't just critique physiques. And just say it like it's okay to say, you know, like, for example, when I'm looking at the top five, I'm comparing them against each other. I'm comparing against themselves when I'm speaking. But it's just about that moment. Yep. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes it's getting lost. Like I'm getting so tired of hearing things like, oh, guys don't have passion like they used to or this, that or the other. It's like, well, really, when's the last time in the 90s you saw lighting like you saw at this show? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit is different. So don't worry about what happened then, now, you know, personal life. Just tell me about the physiques on stage. Compare them. What do you see? What can they bring up? What can they not bring up? That's okay, Mm -hmm. too, you know, to point out absolute weaknesses. But, um, yeah, it's just it was good to see some of the fans actually seeing, like, again, and I'm not even arguing true or false, just how you go about doing things. You know, yep. so I would love to see ownership one side or the other, even if it's ownership saying, fuck you. Right. At least, at least don't, you're man don't, up. don't try to tell me you're doing me a favor. Yeah. Yeah. I was just putting pictures up of your yeah. moment winning. Nope. Yeah. Nope. That's not what you were doing, you yeah. know, and that's why I th- it's funny because I don't know Ian well. Um, we've spoken a few times in person and on shows, obviously, Um but what I like about Ian is Ian is a matter of fact person. Yeah. So I don't I don't think his brain even functions on um, passive aggressive. Like it right. doesn't because he's just like, you're an asshole. Like he would look at you and go, you're an asshole. Yeah. The end. Yeah. It's I know. And everyone <laughs> seems to love it. Like, yeah. well, mo- most people anyways. Yeah. Well, people who like, like real appreciate yeah. that. That's why I think, uh, you know, in the States, like – East Coast people are known to just, this is it. 
And people like me love that. I'm like, don't skirt around. I respect someone who looks me in the face and goes, I don't like you. I'm like, you don't have to. Yeah, I I, I appreciate <laughs> I would appreciate that too, because it saves your energy from ever really like, you know. Yeah. In a way, I'm like, oh thanks. I don't have to give you any energy at all now. Well, Perfect. sometimes I agree. I'm like, I probably wouldn't either. God, yeah. Way too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, no. So the show was great. Um and I would like to see, I'm, I am hoping, you know, Chad Nichols actually uh, put up a post or a response to a post that I read last night that was amazing. He said, you know, the difference is in the early 2000s and the 90s with lighting, their only concern was the athlete and lighting up the athlete. Yeah. Now it's lighting up the stage. Now yeah. it's making sure that the sponsors are getting their love. And same thing, like at the Ironman back in the day, the backdrop was black. Yeah, and then the best ever. The stage was the stage at night, but you didn't have mutant and Redcon One and all these posters behind everybody changing the lighting or or a TV screen, and it looks good for the fans, but it hurts the athlete because they're making sure that the entire stage looks pretty, as opposed to saying "fuck the stage." Where's the top five going to be? Okay, we need to light that up. You know, so I think that that's another factor that is a little disappointing because it's sad now that like, you remember a couple of years ago when Chad Nichols had the show where the lighting was crazy. It looked like it was kind of from down below. Yeah. It's sad to me that we're talking about a professional event and we get excited when the lighting is good. Yeah. 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 Shouldn't it always be good? Yeah. Like go to a baseball game. They're like, Holy shit. The ball is round today. We've always liked it when they use a round ball. (laughs) I, I remember, I remember one time I was at a show and, um, it was like a lower level show and mm-hmm. uh, entry level. And I remember it was at like the athlete meeting or something. And I had like clients in the show. Mm-hmm. And I remember they were adjusting the lights. Like they were getting ready for the next day. Right. And they had like checking the switches. Like, okay, that's, that's those lights. And that's all, you know, they're doing all the bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Making sure they know what they want on. Mm-hmm. And I just had a sneaking suspicion that no one really knew what they were doing. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I had clients in the show. And I was like, well, fuck, this isn't any of my business. I'm not from here. This isn't my show. I don't even know the promoter right. personally. Yeah. But so I just started talking to the one guy. I was like, hey, do you, uh, I think I could get an athlete out here for you to actually pose and we could make sure Danger, the lights yeah. are perfect. And he was like, oh, because like they seemed a little confused. And, uh, and I was like, I don't think you want those lights on. I think I think you You're just want these on. Out. Yeah, yeah. And I like I like kind of like and I felt funny because I felt like I was kind of stepping in someone else's business. But then I had my one my one guy come out. I was like, hey, strip down real quick. And he didn't mind. He was like, he knew he looked good. You he know? looked good. He's like, fuck. Any chance to strip good. down? <laughs> so he he fucking strips down and runs out and he hits back double and I made him hit an ab thigh and they like turned a, a set of lights off and stuff. It was it was funny. I you know, helped out with the lights. <laughs> you but, saved the show. <laughs> well. Not totally, because I, I there were some other things I didn't think were great, but I didn't want to like say too much, so I left some stuff. <laughs> you went as far as you thought you should, <laughs> just to make sure the back double by looked pretty good, you know. <laughs> well, that's the shot he needs to win, so we need to make sure it's lit up. No, I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't do the side funny, to though, side. Though. Like think about it, like as an athlete, when you leave a show, um, at any level, to be honest with you, what are the things you want? Your pictures and yeah. your trophy. That's why I also tell people when they're doing their first shows and they're getting their feet wet and they're, you know, getting into it, I'm like, 
listen, for posing routine, make sure you hold each pose for at least a three count. Yeah. Don't worry about stuffing 25 poses into your minute. Put 12 good poses yep. into your minute, hold them properly, and then you'll get good photos back. Yep. Because I've had lots of photographers tell me that, you know, the people that, oh, yeah, and another thing they hate, actually, is when people move around the stage a bunch. Yeah, because the flowers are in the middle. Yeah, like the X is in the middle. So yep. when you come out and you do like the kind of like the old school, like pretend you're on a podium and just do the whole thing right on the X. Yep. You know what I mean? You'll get a whole bunch of great po pictures back. So I tell everyone that. Yeah, no, and it's totally true, though, because I think those are the things you look back on. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, on uh, posted a picture after he took third at the cow yeah. and he took took a picture of the trophy. And I love Tamer and, and, and muscle contest because they still do even at the USA's and stuff like your your trophies are huge and yeah. they're nice big trophies like. I don't keep trophies in my house. My mom has them all. I think I got like five in one of the rooms, but just because I'm taking them over there. Um, but it, in the moment, I want it to be cool because it's like this is what I won kind of deal. Yeah. And it's funny because even those have downgraded. Like now it's like a medal or it's like a, now they do the half trophy. It's literally like a flat back. Right. I'm waiting and I'm for like, the ribbon. So we're making more money than ever and we're chintzing on the top five more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Why? But then, so the, the cool thing is when the promoters don't, as an athlete, you know. So, like, I did the Cal uh, two years ago, and I would absolutely tell anybody to do it again. Yeah. They, they did a million minor things for the athletes that's, like, the same reason that I have competitors in Arizona that I take to California to compete all the time. Right. Because they do the things that matter. Like, I don't need the big fancy hall if nope. the lighting is good and my clients leave with something cool uh and then as an athlete like they just they set us up like we had they gave gift cards for cheesecake factory was one of the things in our bag and i was thinking like oh cool you know like five bucks or something it was like fifty dollars for right. every pro and like oh the pictures those are free we paid for them yeah like all these little details and even though you're a pro you're like they don't have to do that. Right. That's badass. And then like, you know, so uh, when on posted his picture of the uh, trophy, I was like, that's badass. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good guy. I was glad to see him pick up some points and do and do well. You he's know, been and he beat, really good for the last he, couple of shows. I know. And he beat Patrick Moore. I mean, like, fuck, he quietly you know? comes in and people are like, who is that? I'm like, how do you not know him? He's fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> is he still training at Gold's Venice? No, well, I, no I thought I minus thought he a lived COVID. No, I thought he lived up north. I don't know. I thought, I, I thought, he, I thought he lived Gold in Venice Sacramento. Maybe so, I just see. Maybe he just goes down sometimes. Yeah, I thought I'm he trained sure. there. But yeah, he's his physique is wacky and just looks like it's gonna pop yeah. all the time. Yeah. So every time I see his name, it's funny too because when you, anytime somebody does uh, productions, he never gets mentioned. I'm like, he's in the top five every time. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> is he still working with Chris? I think so. I think. Yeah. Think, 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 but I haven't, uh, I didn't ask Chris, him. Chris was telling me some of this stuff about working with him. Right. And like, yeah, he's, he, Chris, Chris was enjoying it. Okay. What do we got going on? Let's get some questions going, man. Do you have some or do you need some? I have a million. I was texting Chris cause I'm curious. I do it right in the middle of the show. I'm like, oh, I should ask. Okay. Uh, oh, 
Any Where's advice it? on, so here's one, any advice on training after a hernia operation? Yeah, I mean, the only, I, I so I had three hernias at the same time. That's why um, I'm asking you. <laughs> but truthfully, all all I did was, number one, I went to a very aggressive uh, sports surgeon. So I knew that whatever he said for timeline was accurate. Um, and he literally said, once you go, go. Um, the hardest part, actually, was putting the belt on. Because you can feel it at first. And it your brain is like, is that okay? So I right. didn't want to cinch my belt down for a while. Um, and it was just really a mental hurdle more than anything. I mean, so the advice is trust the doctor. Um, something I'm dealing with another client who just tore a tricep this year is he, I'm like, dude, we got to get past your brain. Your fucking doctor said we were good to go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Because if it does break, if something happens, it, it just happened. Like the doctor mm -hmm. says it's good. They always push further than they need to go. You know, yeah. so the biggest advice would be just listen to your doc. If they give you the go ahead, you got to trust them. I mean, mine were uh, 20, 2008. So I guess 2009, I got the surgeries um, and they're all good. So uh, and obviously I've done a thing or two that might have pressed on them. Right. So we're good. To okay. Go. Yeah. A thing or two. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think also they, it's, it's they, come they a long mesh. way, man. Like. When I get, the, yeah, I got mesh behind uh, two of them because yeah. um, I had uh, umbilical, the one above, and the nut one all at the same time. Um, and the only one I actually that uh, bothered me was the uh, the higher one because I could I could feel it. Yeah. Um, and I actually did an entire prep with it. Yeah. Because I knew I went and saw the doc and I was like, okay, what's the deal? And back then, dude, it was like a twelve week recovery. Now I yeah. think it's like 12 minutes. I mean, the sh Sean Roden was like in the gym like a week later, I think. I don't know well, what. I'm sure there's stages and levels of hernias. But I mean, mine was literally three months. My, my, client, go. my client Cass had hers done uh huh. Uh, after her show and she was four weeks. Yeah. Back and in did the they gym. tell her just go? Like now you're good to go? I, you know, I don't remember. I know she pushed it a bit. They, I think right. they said six and she did four. <laughs> She's like, that's ah, close. Yeah, I can press overhead. I'm fine. I'm going to go ahead and knock off a third of the uh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> of the uh, allotted wait time. Okay, <laughs> man, I got so many. Oh, this yeah. is an important one. Good. We're going to get something serious here. You've got choices. Pay oh, attention. Shit, I like this. Okay. Would you rather shit every time you sneeze or throw up every time you fart? <laughs> Ron is stumped by Anthony Madrano. <laughs> Trying to think about how often I sneeze when I'm not at home. <laughs> well, that's a thing too. Is not like, very often. But I also feel like is that immediate? Like, do you sneeze and boom? Yeah, and like how everywhere? much? Like, do you just shart a little bit, or do you like take a, like a full pound dump? Yeah, because I mean that's a. I, I mean, I'm, I can I'm walk, immediately. I can, <laughs> I can walk around all day with some shart in my pants. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> that would affect me because of the smell knowledge. You know me about smell. I'm just kidding. Fuck, man. That's oh. a great question. Yeah. All I, <laughs> that's I, it's not a great question, but okay. <laughs> I fart. I fart a lot more than I sneeze. So, the inconvenience of the vomiting constantly would probably be a huge hassle. Right. But I think you know this is how I look at it though. If I you think take a sneeze. I think puking. Drug. 
I think puking is more socially acceptable than well, shitting yeah, pants. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, like if you were at the yeah. gym and all of a sudden you puked, like even if I was on the leg press and I let one out, so then I puked yeah. immediately, people would be like, well, he was pushing pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if I'm like, you know, standing at the checkout at Target and I sneeze and shit my pants, I don't think people are going to be like, that's okay because he sneezed. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It like make, I, have to, I twisted it to what would the world think? <laughs> it would be it would make being in public very thrilling because you'd always be living on the edge. You'd be like, holy fuck, I could sneeze at any moment. You'd be very careful about like eating hot sauce or being around pepper. <laughs> you ever, you ever like now you need that guy that fucks up your sneeze though. I do that to people when they you see him about to sneeze, I'll fuck it up for him and it always pisses them off. Right. Like, it, da, 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 da. Get the release. And they're like, ah, oh, you dick. Now they'd be like, thank you. And I don't have to shit my pants. And now they know they have to go home because that sneeze is still on deck. Yeah. Now you go home, sit down and sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told you I had a solid question. I get right you to the did, good stuff. You did have a solid one. Um, what is the dumbest Olympic sport? <laughs> okay, I'm not. Uh, this is terrible. I'm not going to say it's the dumbest, but it's the dumbest that I tease all the time. Right, is curling. Oh, okay. That's uh, everyone so, makes fun of curlers. But the, the reason Canadian that I game. enjoy it is because we use it at the gym all the time. So, like, if I'm across the gym and I got to roll a 150 down, I like to like give it a roll, yeah, and hopefully it'll get right to where it needs to be. And if it doesn't, I'll look at Matt and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Why weren't you sweeping that? It right. went too – you didn't slow it down. Hard. Hard. <laughs> and people – I see oh. people watching it that have no oh. idea. Because you know what is interesting about the gym? It's home to us. So we don't yeah. really think of what we do in there. And well, I've like turned around very, before. Very, very comfortable. <laughs> I've turned around before and have people just look at you like, you guys just made like a whole thing about rolling the dumbbell back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a child. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so oh, yes, curling is my vote. What's yours? Well, as a Canadian, I, I got to stick up for curling. Or <laughs> you got some good curlers. You know, it was funny because uh, growing up where I grew up, curling was like the type of thing that, you know, like when I was in junior high and high school, it was like the type of thing your friend's parents did as an excuse to get drunk in the winter. Like bowling in the States. Right. Kind of. Yeah. So curling is like it's like, oh, we get to go somewhere, play a game and drink beer. Yeah. And it's acceptable for us to like, you know, just let our kids kind of run around the fucking cafeteria the whole time. Yeah. 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 People do that. Like. Just go do it like bowling. You There's places. Yeah. Curling. Yeah. There's like curling leagues and 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 beer leagues and stuff. So it's like, you know, guys working at the factory have like, okay, we're going to do some curling night. And, you know, like. Or, or different, you know, like d- car dealerships will have curling teams. And like, it's like, Dude, uh, I need in on this. Like an organized type of thing, right? Hey, Canadians, somebody's yeah. got to get me in on a curling that we can film because that's like, fucking hysterical. It's like what golfers do in the winter. Oh my God. I'm right? wrapping my head around because I, when I think of curling, it actually seems A, dangerous, um, ice involved. <laughs> Uh, get this so I just can't, like, I can't see my mother hammered and curling. I just, <clears throat> oh yeah. Doesn't, doesn't I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember being with like friends of mine and they'd be like, oh, we got to go to the curling rink. I got to get some money off my dad. 
where they go down to the curling rink and you can see like they're playing, they're curling and there's like beer cans everywhere. And it's like, you know, you get some. So curling is literally like bowling as in like, it's the only thing that happens at that rink. Yeah. Like the rink set up for curling. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's just curling. Yeah. That's all they do. Wow. Okay. You didn't answer the question though. Dumbest Olympic sport. Yes. Speed walking. I didn't even know that was a sport. Yeah. It's an Olympic sport. Yeah, what they if, give a gold so, medal for walking faster than everyone else can walk. Even if so, how do you? What if somebody goes into a gallop? Are they now cheating? They're constantly watched along the track. They have judges and officials the whole length of the course. They're what always what, up, what yeah. negates goes in from a walk to a. If you you have to have one foot touching the ground at all times. Huh. Yeah, there has to be toe heel. Every step has to be toe heel, toe heel. You can't come off the ground. Jesus, that is the dumbest sport ever. Okay. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> so what they do is they try to make their strides as long as possible, but you know, obviously not like crazy. Right. But so they really turn their hips with each step. You know what I mean? Like their pelvis is just going. Bah, 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 How bah, bah, far bah, do they walk? I think there's like long distance ones and like shorter ones. Yeah, I don't know the distances, but what they can. The- Fuck. Yeah, you know that's one of those things like your kid gets into speed walking, you're like adopted. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not claiming that shit. That's not mine. It's just it's so funny. I would immediately blame my wife and tell her she banged the neighbor because it's no fucking way that's my kid. Like yeah, it's just it's just it's just weird to me because it's, it's like having a contest to see who can jump the most medium. <laughs> yeah, who's the best at average? We're having a hopping contest. Not and then jump, you're like, though. well, what's the difference between jumping and hopping? And they're like, no hip flexion. <laughs> it's, so and it's, you're like, sign me up. I'm going to get serious all, about this. It's all ankle drive. Just Imagine like when you go into your PT and you're like, listen, can't I got to Can't bend your knees. You have to jump with your toes. Just gold medal. <laughs> God, it's terrible. Okay. Oh, oh. He bent his knees on that one. Steroids. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you think that growth would never mind? We're not going there. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is this is a good one actually because this is right up my Milos Avenue of owning your shit. Okay. Who is better right now? And this is easy for me. Who is better right now, Nick Walker or Hunter Labrada? Like right now, today? Yeah, like they competed today. Who wins? Well, I mean, so that could be like a water issue. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you got to give him a, you got to give him a couple weeks' notice. Um, yeah. Well, I think Hunter Labrada is, um, I think he's better right now. Right. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good question because Nick is that good, um, uh, and so is Hunter. Obviously, uh, I, I lean towards Hunter because when I look at their physiques. You know, we're talking. I know we're talking about now. Um, I don't think Hunter has ever been off. His off always wins. So he turned pro off. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and and I don't think. I mean, here I guess this is how I would answer it. I would not say. I, so when when uh, when Tampa happened, I took no fear in saying. Hunter LeBron is winning Tampa. We talked about it. Yeah. I'm not saying that if Ian and Nick are doing Tampa. 
I'm not saying Nick is beating Ian for sure. Yeah, and it's just a current state this point in time. That's all. So, yeah, so in this moment, yeah, I think Hunter is better than Nick. I think Nick has an endless amount of potential. Um, Plus, honestly, from from a flip side, and I think this probably comes down to the type of physique that I have and would like to have, I just love complete freaks. And Nick is a complete freak. Yeah, he is. Um, Hunter is a pretty freak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Okay. That's that's a good one. Both those guys are so awesome. As I yeah. sit in my chair, shrinking and getting older by the minute. And judging other, better. Judging, I love it. Judging the current crop of... Uh, People that are all better than us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at your worst, you're still better than me. Just remember that. <laughs> Isn't it your turn? No. I just danced that one. I, mean, I got a hundred. I can do it all day. I got a great one right here. Who's the biggest piece of shit on IG, and why is it Brad Castleberry? <laughs> <laughs> Did Joe ask that question? <laughs> no, but it's, it's so I read it. And I was like, I'm asking that because it's phenomenal. <laughs> well, I don't even have to answer because I just agree with it and I can move forward. <laughs> I did. I just saw all Joe's uh, stuff about the 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 OnlyFans oh, account. And he just, oh, man, the endless, endless, endless. Well, it went over the edge because um, a guy commented on one of uh, Brad's pictures um, talking about uh, struggling with um, mental health after yes. essentially the war. Yes, after being and he a came veteran. on and basically called a veteran weak for coming back. Like, yeah, Do you have any idea? Because I have family that has seen some dark shit. Yeah. And it's like, you can't unlive that, dumbass. Yeah. But listen, I mean, all kidding aside, uh, C-Rock 30, number one, you're right. Um, Number two, I think if he didn't live in California, they would make someone stand between Brad and the computer so he could stop making dumb decisions and typing. Right. Because some people just need to say, I can jump really high, but I don't speak. You know, he could be Biden's son. Anyways. Moving forward. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I was only aware of the Joe Donnelly side of that whole thing. Yeah, I'd go on for days, about, but yeah. I just love it. Again. I love this. Says, and why is it Bradley Casper? I was like, and there it is. That's phenomenal. Okay, go ahead. That's I funny. went two in a row. Um, well, here's your question to me. Oh, yes. Best which, question which coach that you've worked with do you feel was the most ahead of his time and why? So I'm asking you this because it's my turn to ask. It's your question to me, but you got to go first. <laughs> yeah, flipped it right around there. There you go. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's really easy because I, I really have Dante was the coach that was ahead of his time, right? Um, yeah. Because when Dante brought DC training to light was when everyone was training volume. Yep. Um, and I think that that's why and a lot of you young guys i love it right now dc's emerging i had five new clients this weekend um for the just one of dc so it's funny how he tries to put it to sleep i give Dante so it's just like dude you can't you, you can't die you're trying you try to disappear and it comes right back but um it he really went oh. back and said here's what i suggest instead and I think, I mean, number one, if anybody who's read Dante's writing, number one, understands he writes in a way that you're like, oh, you're smarter than me. OK. Um, 
but also I think the timing of everything, people were ready for something new. And when he put it out there, it just made so much sense mm-hmm. that that people went for it, you know. And that's the the running joke that people don't understand is how did Dogcraft cra- Training come about the name? He literally just made the decision to throw a post up and created his account and just went with dog crap and knowing mm. Dante has probably just came to his mind and he typed it and went, um, you know, in hindsight, I'm, I'm sure he wishes he would have went the dusty route and said Dante Trudell. Wasn't it dog crap with two P's as well? Yeah. Two G's, Wasn't two P's. Two, two P's, two G, two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. I remember how it looked. Two G's, you know? two P's. Like every yeah. post. Boom, boom. Yeah. So yeah. no, yeah, he was, he was well ahead of his time. Um, and granted, there were people who did low volume stuff, but he had a very specific reason for everything. Yeah, and, I mean, to be fair, Menser and obviously Yates had already come, and I guess Yates had already gone. Yeah. Um. So the 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 idea of low volume super high intensity was out there, but then Dante took it and like I sort of see like Dante saw it and thought I can make this even more efficient. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you brought in the extreme stretching, when you bring in the rest pauses, when you specify the negative counts, when you really, I mean, that's why I tell people standardized when they they reach out to me for a DC program, um, I charge, I do everything month to month. DC is up front um, and it's 900 bucks right now. And the reason is when you get your emails, you'll understand. I explain exactly how to do every exercise. Mm-hmm. Because it has to be, and like you said, standardized. It has to be standardized for you to be hitting it correctly. Um, and I do laugh. Like I think it was a couple of months ago, three or four months ago, uh, there was a study coming out on basically saying that uh, that stretching under weight was a good idea. Mm-hmm. And it was like a aha moment. I said to the doctor, I'm like, so are we on two decades of doing this, or is it just one so, and a half? What, there was a steady <laughs> way. I, now, I, I might be wrong on this. Dante would have to, well, you might know. But there was a study that showed that they uh, had uh, rat legs that they would put under a loaded stretch for a long period of time. And right, obviously, Pete is not very happy about this. This was a couple decades. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but they they were load stretching some thigh muscles, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember how many hours they did it for, but they found that there was a point where it triggered hypertrophy. So there was like obviously some evidence that stretch loading had a role in you know muscle growth. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe Dante knew about that study. Right. And like, yeah, I'm and, sure he did. Yeah. And, and then that was like part of where that came from. But he might have to correct me. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm, that's the thing is I, I don't think that one thing that I think is always interesting is people do try to come out and every now and then I'll even see it on his page like you didn't create rest pause. And he's like, I never said I did. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) he's the most aware of like, you know, those obscure studies that he'll send you. Yep. Yeah. I get them all the time. You're like, so there's been, there's been a bunch of stuff. Like I, I don't even fucking remember which one was was first, but there were, I'm Googling the shit out of something to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then he just sends me the study and I'm like, I Googled the fuck out of it. How did this study not come up? And he's like, Oh, uh, I was searching for this when I stumbled upon it. Trust like, me, I've done that before when I need right. something from him. 
Like, it's the exact uh, study you're looking for, and you can't find it because you don't know what to type or you you you, you kind of have it wrong or whatever. And then he's like, "Oh, this one," and just sends it to you. Yeah, yeah. How do you have that saved and even remember reading it? No, yeah. but it's uh, so he was well, 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 well ahead of his time. Um, and I think what's cool too is he's continued to evolve. Like he's taught me things now, um, some of which I don't even use because my clients aren't ready for it. Um, that I mean, hell, I ju- he just sent me something for my new program that I've never done for hamstrings. Oh, okay. He's like, it was so funny because it's it's all over uh, DM too, which makes me laugh because he has my email and my phone number. But uh, I opened it up and it was this long thing. I was like, I got to come back to this. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little funny quote. So I got to come back and read this. But right. everything, I think the key on, I'm getting way off subject here, but with him is if you guys are going to look into DC, you have to do it exactly how it's written. Yeah. Like, and I have, I will admit that I've even drifted away from time to time where like the negative counts. Um, when I first started DC, I was so on it. And then I started watching like uh, Justin Harris training. I was like, well, my count's a lot s- slower than his. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going too far. I need to, mm-hmm. and I realized, no, I wasn't. I need to go back and go mm-hmm. and do it again. And it's, it is amazing. I think some of it now I go back to because it keeps me safe. Um, cause you can make 300 pounds really fucking heavy the four count negative. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You know, like we're doing, uh, the, the, my first week back, I went right to my nemesis, which is a barbell incline and with a four count negative. And I literally was doing uh three thirty five for my rest pause set. And I mean, for someone my size, you know, that's, that's not an impressive right. number. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm getting dusted, but I was smoked. Like my chest was sore for three days. I'm like, why do I get away from this? What is wrong with me? <laughs> right. You know, it's funny. I, th- I thought about that the other that that what you just said. Wow. How did I get away from this? Yeah. Um, we uh, we we decided to use the old hack squat the other day. The really high incline one that you guys have. Yeah. Like the 45 degree oh, apex one. That. We're like, oh, let's use the old hack squat, you know, and we, we put a, a small band on the top, one of the thin bands. So it wasn't deloading much like it yeah, was probably. Yeah, yeah. It deloaded like one plate, not even one plate aside. Like deloaded okay. like, like smaller, yeah. not even the weight of the sled. Mm-hmm. But it was just a touch, right? And um, and I thought, ah, fuck. Since we're doing the harder hack squat, I might as well just make it as hard as possible, <laughs> you know. And Body and brain. I put it like super quad, like really quad dominant stance, and then five second negatives. And um, we we only got up to like. Well, I did a set with four and a half. Well, I did a set with four plates for the long negatives, I think. Four and a half plates. We didn't do the slow negatives. But but yeah, anyways, after we did it, I was like, fuck are my quads pumped. Like they right. are ballooned. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Last time we did this, I thought the same thing. And I keep not going back to it. <laughs> this, I love this hack squad. Right. <laughs> I was like, we got to do this more often. That's just what I was thinking in my head, right? Yep. But, you know, sometimes you're doing exercise you haven't done for a while and you're like, fuck, why did I stop doing that? Yeah, all the time. You know? All the time. It's and, Or like you said, the or how you do the execution. Yeah. You know? Like I'm, I'm using the banded, uh, the orange band. I don't know what that costs or weighs. But I assume it takes away 180 pounds. Like, or I'm sorry, 90 pounds, like a plate each side. Right. Um, but it's so worth it. 
Oh yeah, you know, probably I mean, safe bet. Yeah, yeah, I feel really good with it. But I do point it out to people because in my video sometimes you can't see the band. So when you see eighteen plates, I'm like, it's actually sixteen. It's, it's still <laughs> a it's still shit crazy. Thing. But it, it I will say, without even though even if we say it equals one plate aside, something about it makes me feel safer being explosive. Yeah, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. not just the weight. Mentally, I'm not worried. Uh, so I can because I do a real slow negative. But when I go to the to explode, I'm trying to jump through the roof. Oh, and yeah. I feel safe doing that with the band for whatever reason, because I don't feel that tension in the knee. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the how is pretty, pretty nuts. All right. Get to your answer, because I have the whole reason I asked the question is I wanted to hear it. <laughs> I just did a 20 minute break to get back to you answering my question. Uh, the coach that I worked for that was most ahead of his time was, uh, Scott Abel. And, um, I worked with him from 2003 to 2008, but back in like, like 2002, 2003, when I first started working with him, he was already doing like interval cardio, like hit yeah, style cardio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was structured differently, but it's cause no one else was doing anything with it. So he was like, like figuring it out himself almost. And he's like, Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's spike your heart rate and then cruise and spike it and then cruise. You know what I mean? What was so like, that, what's an example if you can remember of what you would do? Well, you know how everyone on the bike now they they turn the tension up for the sprints. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like uh, the Wingate bikes and stuff, you drop the mm -hmm. tension, fucking hammer the sprint. So there's a lot of muscular, like explosive fucking pop, 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 pop. Um, Back when Scott first started doing them, you you only up the tension enough so that the, the, there was some stress, so the pedals wouldn't fly away from you. You don't want to pedal on a light, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was it was about speed, as many RPMs as you could possibly crank. Right. Um. So you weren't pushing against a hard resistance. You were you were cranking RPMs, and you cranked that for thirty seconds. Right. And uh, so the tension wasn't there, so they weren't as hard. But you were still. It was the same thing. You're like you know, 30 second spike or 45 second spike or whatever. And then like a couple minutes low, you know, and you do that mm -hmm. for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember doing like interval when it wasn't, we weren't calling it hit. We were calling it intervals. Well, because how he was doing it was intervals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's funny but, you said that because that's something that I think is important. I'll have people send that to me like, Oh yeah, I do 40 minutes of hit. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. Hit is like, <laughs> like yeah. Nope. If you and do you 15, you like you're a bad motherfucker. Yeah. If you get like, <laughs> like six or eight sprints in, you're fucking crushing yeah. it. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then also too, like he was messing with your metabolism, like with these crazy. He would diet you hard, like, real hard. Like people go, "What are your calories?" And you're like, "I don't know, but I think they're around 2,500." And people right. would be like, "Holy shit!" And then he he'd look for certain cues in what's going on in your body and then he'd hit you with these crazy fucking high calorie days right but it was and then like you'd, a day right yeah it was like a whole day and then you'd sweat like you'd sweat like you were in fucking mexico all day because your body was just flaming these calories off like you never put more calories off you could just feel them leaving your body like it's radiating heat fucking everywhere and you'd be melting and you're like oh there's a real metabolic like occurrence happening here right. and he like really taught me a lot about how to look for that and how to use it to your advantage and all that sort of thing but people weren't doing 
things the way he was doing them. He was like telling everyone to keep their salt in back when people were taking their still taking their salt out. Right. He he came along and he wrote a he wrote an article like he wrote an article in like the mid nineties about like why are you guys not why are you taking your salt out? You're just risking flatness constantly and shitty workouts and Isn't all it funny this stuff. That, like back in the day though, like if you think about it, and I've done that to clients before too. Um, good client, like a client, if it was you, where you'd say, Hey, are we going to, are we going to switch to like the water base? And I'd go, why? Yeah. Why? And you could stump them cause they don't, well, because yeah. we're four weeks out. Yeah, but, but why based on what you look like? Yeah. And they're just looking at you like, Oh, I don't actually know why. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what, when he would say to somebody, I can only imagine him going, why do you pull the sodium? And they go, well, because you, but why? Yeah. I guarantee you people are like, cause everyone does. <laughs> yeah. I remember his article talked about like how you're coming into the show on really low carbs and you're just drinking a lot of fucking water and you're you know, salting your food. And even though you're on low carbs, you still look crazy in the gym and get good pumps. And yeah, he's like, why? That is the salt and the water. Yep. When you fuck with those two things. Here we go. Let's go for a crazy ride of who knows what the fuck's going to happen. I think that's so the key, though, is, is is you don't know. So my first big show was the uh, Emerald Cup in 2006. Right. And I went to the show, uh, went to Seattle at 226, uh, 226, 227. And I mean, dude, I was peeled out of my mind. And uh, my coach switched everything. Like we're talking about I was eating peas and I was eating ground beef. And then we switched to the, 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 um, what's the water, the old water, distilled, trick, distilled water. And oh long story short, dude, I weighed in at the weigh-ins at two forty, And I was, I mean, I was so hard that I was still hard, but right. I wasn't who I was three days before. And yeah. that's when I learned the why, because had we literally done nothing different, including drank the two to three gallons of water a day, the whole bit. Um, I would have been hard to beat. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? Like at 226, 227 pounds and no water pull, I would have been in the mix to win the super heavies instead of taking fourth. Right. You know? So yeah. it's like, that's when I realized like, I didn't know why I just knew why did we change the, everything if I looked so good. And that's, that's always my argument leading into shows now with clients is like, but you look good now. Yeah. 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 So why don't we just, instead of trying to change everything, knock the edge off <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean yeah 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 so yeah no, it's interesting that someone like him just like dante like essentially going against what everyone else was doing and because he was smart enough and uh could speak it well enough people went oh that makes sense yeah yeah as opposed to just telling him he's an idiot <clears throat> so yeah I, I knew the answer to that but i but i always like hearing about his stuff Okay, your turn. What was the toughest thing you had to endure on a prep, physically and or mentally? Oh. Mm. Went there was like a there was like a two year period where my life was far too complicated. And that was from 2012 to 2013. And I was going through like a huge breakup. Mm -hmm. 
right? And then anyway, so was, that was that was it. I prepped for the 2012 Nationals while I was going through a huge breakup, and I remember none of it. <laughs> you remember none of the breakup or none of the prep? None of anything. Right. I just have a blank spot. I fucking literally tuned out from life, and I don't even remember. Next thing you know, I'm like second place at the Nationals, and everyone's saying, fuck, you looked really good. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't win, but I guess it looked good, and I got some pictures. Holy shit, what did I do? I don't remember. Right. How did I get I here? Remember. How did I get here? <laughs> it's well, like when you, drive, when you drive somewhere and you get there and you realize you don't remember a single turn. That's exactly what it was like the drive to work, right? Because you do yep. it and the other part of your brain does it and you're thinking about your fucking dog and your what you're going to do when you're done. Yeah. And it was like that. I and then I, that, I, I told you this before. Then in 2013. I contacted Chris. And my life was still a disaster because I'd like gotten back to my girlfriend for back together with my girlfriend for a little while. And that didn't work. And then blah, blah, blah. And, you know, might have been banging some chicks. Not not you. You might have been. Because <laughs> the remember. thing is, he was walking the path of righteousness and doesn't remember. I got I, you, Ron. I, you know I got the, you. Yeah. So like there's only I one did, asshole on the show and I've taken that yeah. spot <laughs> from like early 2012 to the end of 2013. The timeline of my life, I can't I couldn't arrange it properly. I wouldn't know where things went. That's fucking crazy. And um, I remember I, I, I sent Chris photos. I was like because I was like, that's a thing, though. Bodybuilding was like if I thought if I just keep that fucking together. Right. Don't miss my workouts. Don't miss my meals. Don't just be a bodybuilder. It'll hold the structure of my life together somehow. Right. And so that's how I was able to still do well. I mean, I got beat by Antoine in 2012 and it was, I thought I looked really good and he looked good, but whatever. And, uh, and I thought it was fair, uh, at the end of the day. Um, but, uh, I still was like shocked at how good I did. How did you in 13? Um, so I contacted Chris. Whoops. There we go. I contacted Chris and um, he said, okay, I'll help you, but we have to have a talk about last year. And I told you this? And I was like, yeah. what? And he's like, you were a fucking disaster. You cannot do another show like that. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I'm, I'm, he's like, I'm amazed you looked as good as you did. Dude, this is right back to the, the, the top of the hour. This is what I love about Chris. You know, you were a mess and you're like, you were a mess. He's like, oh. he said, you, he said your mental state was beyond the pale. That's what he said. <laughs> and a cedoism right there. Dude. <laughs> and oh and I was and just you, like, and you knew he was right. Well, I didn't even remember. I didn't even fucking remember the prep. I don't remember a single fucking thing. I was like, huh? Well, at least someone remembers what happened. I guess I must have been like stressed. He said after I was just so stressed. He's like, dude, because the show was in my hometown. And I guess I was just like, like obsessed, like win or die. And just like really difficult to like, he said you were just different. Right. And when he knows so, you, so. Yeah. So 2013, my life was coming around. I remember 2013 better. Right. Um, and uh, I had a I had a better mental state. 
right. but my body went to shit. I tore my quad twice during my prep in my right leg. And I had a terrible, terrible prep and I wound up sixth at nationals. I've told that story before. Yeah. But, That's um, nuts, but that, yeah. That, that explains a ton, but you know what I do like, um, is, and this is a conversation I have with a client, so I want to kind of segue with it. <clears throat> I have a client who sent their check-ins over the weekend and it was, oh, I didn't get my water in because life was stressful and I had trouble eating because life was stressful. Oh, and, shit. Yeah. And it was funny because I said, uh, okay, and I'm being careful, but being as a matter of fact, I hate email because there's no tone. Yeah. Um, but essentially I said bullshit because things that don't require talent just get executed. Yeah. I don't want to hear that life was stressful. You didn't take the trash out. Right. Take the fucking trash out. Drink your water. Eat your yeah. food. So your life was a mess to the point you don't even remember it. But executing is is robot. Yeah. Okay. And the result isn't always the same. It's pretty impressive. You were able to detach emotionally, that means. Um because oh, your body's yeah. still your body's still cooperating, Dusty, which is impressive. I became an expert at being emotionally detached. <laughs> Sorry, Em. <laughs> He's back, though. He loves you, and it wasn't you then. Um, no, no. But no, I but came out of that. That's, whole that is a, a thing that it's a game changer. Because I've had preps like that as well. But if you don't, if you can't emotionally detach, it shows in your physique too. Right. And you, you, and then in those cases, you execute. Because I did the same thing. I executed perfectly. But I look like shit because my body didn't do anything. I remember Chris, um, he knew because things were just smooth. And then the very next year, because I got pissed off, I eliminated anything that was a distraction. And then everything worked. Right. Nothing worked. Now everything worked. You know what I mean? It's like it wouldn't have mattered what we did. It wasn't going to work. So right. um, I think you really you nailed that question. I mean, for me, it was very similar. It's just the stresses I had was uh, owning retail stores becoming my career in bodybuilding bumped up to the point that I was traveling immensely. And I just really realized I had to make a choice in life because I could be a mediocre everything or I could be great at one thing. Right. Um, and to be honest, I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh, why did you choose this? It's because I can own businesses for the rest of my life. But you can't the mem the, the memories that I wanted to have, and don't get me wrong, like everyone knows who's followed me for all those years, I never had delusions of grandeur on stage, but there are things that I've experienced through bodybuilding that I wouldn't have had. Um, unfortunately, I don't even know that I took a financial hit because bodybuilding has done me well as well, but um, I can go back to retail or any other business when I'm 50, 60, 70 years old. Oh, yeah. um, but I cannot go back at 45 and go, you know, I really wish maybe I'll give those companies a call and see if anybody wants me to travel the world and meet people. No, I know. <laughs> like, Trust me. Yeah, like, nope, yeah. they don't care, sir. Your window is it's closed. So, yep. yeah, that was my thing. And the stress was literally just making a decision, um, which is funny because now in hindsight, uh, hindsight, it wasn't difficult. Right. And, and not to be a weirdo because I know some of you people are all odd, but uh, – I'm a big believer in things are supposed to happen in the universe kind of doing what it's supposed to do. So I had decided to sell my retail stores uh, in a conversation with my wife and said, you know what? I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm smoked. I'm exhausted. Two days later, the guy who bought them for me called me 
I never put them for sale. Right. He just called you and offered just you. Just called and he said, hey, I'm moving back to Arizona. Do you remember me? Yes. Are your stores for sale? I'm like, yes, they are. <laughs> and I want to say between 30 and 40 days later, I had sold them. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, That's okay, time. apparently it was meant to be. Was that your question or mine? What was the question? That was your question. We are so off track. I don't even know anymore. It's my question. Here's one. Here's here's a good one. Where do you like training more? Metroflex in Dallas or Golds in Venice? Is it Golds in Venice now? Or Golds in Venice when I loved it? Let's let's say let's say it's February of this year pre corona and everything's still the way it was. But this year, twenty twenty. Okay. Metroflex. Right. I know that's and the, and the reason is it's, it's a it is a bodybuilding gym gym. Um, so there's things that people don't understand, and here it goes back to Dusty's weirdness. Um, there is an energy in the building at Metroflex. Ronnie Coleman, Johnny Jackson, Branch Warren, they're in there every day, even though they're not there. Yeah. And a slew of champions I've never heard of. Um, so when you walk into that gym, it could be dead silent. You can be tired and you will have your workout and yep. it'll be nasty. So, uh, and Gold's used to have that. It doesn't anymore. Right. Right. Gold's used to be. Such a fun holiday. Yep. But like now, like, do you even want to walk the two blocks to the firehouse? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, are you going to get robbed between golds and the firehouse? <laughs> you know what it is for me is, is they just, they just change. Everything's they, changed though. They it's turn their back. The on everything about um, the sport, I don't. Well, I, I don't feel the other stuff as much, but I guess because I'm used to city. Like I don't even like. I walked when we were there for a mutant on a mission or a mutant mansion. I yeah. walked from the mansion to Gold's one night. Yeah, like I don't really process. I think uh, Venice is kind of home to me, so even the weirdness and the anything right, that could right, be dangerous right. feels fine to me. Um, but the gym itself, like. The the day I was asked for forty dollars to train there by a kid who knew my first and last name, I was like, um, "What? Forty dollars? How about fifty dollars? Isn't it fifty dollars now?" Yeah, I think it's up even higher. And then what was bad was in that experience, um, I was there with some friends, one of whom had just taken second at the Bikini Olympia, and I said, "Well, isn't she free?" Because she got second at the Olympia and he laughed, literally. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, so we don't matter at all. And yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, it sounds funny, but like, I get it. Like the pro card thing, it's fucking, everyone has a pro card. It's worn out. Nobody gives a shit. Um, but she took second at the Olympia and you also laughed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So the level of just complete disrespect, I was like, Okay, you know, and then the gym itself isn't the same. You walk in there like, I guarantee you now there are gyms within a five-mile radius that I would rather train at if it wasn't called Gold's Venice. Right. You know, so, but I, but I, there is something. If you've ever been to the Metroflex, 
Uh, it, I don't, and you know me, like, I think the only difference is, is when I ruined my shirt in that gym, I probably wouldn't wash the shirt just because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I'd love to go to Metroflex and, and see Brian again and have a workout. And I've been to Gold's plenty of times. So, um, and you know what? I've been to Gold's so many times when it was still awesome. Yeah. Like, I went to Gold's in the mid-90s. I saw Flex Wheeler there training with a tank top on. And Chris Cormier and Paul Dillette. You know? Like, I mm-hmm. saw all those guys in the gym. Fucking crazy. I saw fucking Hulk Hogan there one day. And Roddy <laughs> Piper and fuck, you know what I mean? Like, just all these famous people, you know? Um, what's the fucking actor's name? Is in the wrestler. You don't know the answer. I just can't remember his name right now. It's just uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. You like how I don't yeah. answer? I just am blown away. You don't know. <laughs> I saw Mickey Rourke in there one day. Like just Mickey's there I, all the time. Yeah, like it's just it's I, I've I've been there when it was fucking awesome. You know what I mean? So I don't really need to go back again but it's still a cool jam like don't get me wrong last time we were there i had great workouts and stuff and we had a lot of fun but it's like yeah not the same crazy and i'm once again dude i'm on i'm all over the place today i've actually found more fun in in i shouldn't say finding but people showing me these other gyms i'd never heard of oh yeah nuts well they're just stacked and you're like that's i mean that's mutant on a mission where you're like wait what like this, yeah. like, I mean, in Dino's, like I would have, if not for you, I, I wouldn't have known Dino's and I would absolutely love to, I would love to prep for a show in a gym like that. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Just yeah. old school fucking iron. And I don't think that you can have a bad workout at a gym like that. No, there's something about it. I know I, there's, there's something about it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Well, what's that? What about so Ironworks over there? Remember Ironworks? Yeah. You've been to that big gym? No, like, but I haven't trained there. It's, it looks like a great gym, though. They have everything, and it's the same shit. You're like, just awesome. Why are there so many unbelievable gyms here? Like, I know, I tell that all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, the gyms in in that area. We're talking about Birmingham, by the way. Yeah. Um, the gyms in Birmingham, like, there's like five, six awesome hardcore gyms there. You know? Well, you know, when you get a gym and you know, this is a gym owner, it's funny cause I'm not a gym owner at all, but I'm helping select and I have bought a couple pieces of myself for the gym. Right. Um, you think about, well, is this necessary? Like for example, I, I wanted, I told you I wanted a hammer pullover for yeah. our gym and I told uh, Lance, I'm like, this doesn't really benefit your gym. It's not going to get you members. Um, but are you cool if I buy it? Cause I want right. one. Right. Um, those gyms have all of that shit also. Yeah, you're, you're like, so you guys just decided, fuck it, we're getting everything, <laughs> like, right. you know, at a couple thousand dollars a piece for obscure pieces that only someone like you would really understand how awesome they are. You know, yeah, like like now I'm dying to get over to uh, uh, Ant's new gym over there. Like, look at that place. Yeah, I know like, it's what awesome. You, do? you just said, fuck it, we're going to drop a million dollars in equipment. Yeah. And have Dorian's <laughs> pull over in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Like what the fuck? I know. So so I, I'm I I'm I'm actually going to look at a Nautilus pullover today or tomorrow. Where is it, this? It's near me. There's a guy who's a bit of a collector, and he's got a gym full of uh, equipment, and he put it up on Craigslist. And I called him, and he's like, "Yeah, come have a look at it. It's uh, it's got a, like a 300 pound stack on it, 
second generation. It's like the Nautilus blue with the black pads, you know. That's standard. the same one that they have at uh, Quads, right, in Chicago? Um, Isn't that the exact one? He's yeah. the same one he has. Yeah, it might be. I know the one they have at Montanary Brothers is is uh, the next generation. It's like bigger, and you're up on like a high chair. Oh no, because that's that's the one they have at. Uh, oh, quads okay, too, quads. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, this one this one looks cool, so I'm gonna go have a look at it. Um, so yeah, might be able to pull the trigger on that. So yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm having a moment. Get those. I classes. love those. Yeah. Love those. Um, do you do you ever train your neck? No. Have you ever trained your neck? No. Never. Look at it. <laughs> no, I actually laugh every time I see someone doing it. I I get it for football players and wrestlers. Yeah, I'll see like an average dude. Right. You know, I guess it's kind of like when you see the a completely average dude twisting up a machine and using it improperly. Right. Right. So the like, question uh, I, have, I have a I have a question here. What's your best four way neck machine? What's the best four way neck machine in your experience? And then another guy asked if we train our necks. What's with the necks with you? I don't know. I couldn't even answer that, so that's on you, kid. The only one I know of that's, like, made, like, enough that you can actually find it would be the hammer one. I actually gave a four-way neck machine. We gave one to my client, Morgan, (laughs) because we we got one in an order, and we had nowhere to put it, and the rest of the equipment in the truck was going to Morgan's gym. We just put it back on the truck. We're like, let's give it to Morgan. (laughs) Figure it out. We had nowhere to to put it. And I didn't want to fucking sell it and have it sitting in the corner. And like, you know what I mean? I totally get that logic. That's hysterical, though. (laughs) Oh, my God. Huh. All right. This is this is good. I'm going to I'm going to let you expand on this one. OCD and bodybuilding. Why do they go together? Well, I think it's, they sort of wind up becoming bedfellows because uh, they have similar interests. <laughs> um, the routine and the structure are demanded of you, not not asked of you. Um, and you're all people who are OCD are like they love structure. Yep. I mean, the world makes sense to them when everything has a function and a purpose and a time and varying degrees of that. And um, so, you know, people who have various levels of, you know, OCD from the, you know, the, the, the good amount of OCD all the way to the like dysfunctional amount of OCD. Mm-hmm. When they when they try bodybuilding, if they stumble into bodybuilding, it like makes sense to them. It lays over their day. It like falls into the spaces better, you know. It's sort of like if you have a kid who's born and he's got, you know, massive feet and big, long hands and he's super tall and you happen to throw him in the pool when he's a kid and he starts swimming and then you get Michael Phelps. Right. Right. (laughs) That's exactly how it happened. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean? Like pushed him into the pool. Yeah. And, you know, but it's like if you get a guy who's really OCD and he happens to stumble upon bodybuilding, it sometimes like, fuck, this locks everything in. Right. I think you can do the opposite, too. Like I joke uh, about OCD, um, but I think it's important that people understand that, number one, it's not OCD at all. Um, Like what I like is I like things the way I like them, Um, which means it's it's not stubbornness and selfishness. Yeah, yeah, it's really I mean, it's funny because I like I joke. I say OCD, but it's like 
that's really not at all what it is. Um, but what I've found with bodybuilding in me is, uh, because technically when you're talking about OCD, I'm, I am North and South, meaning I also hate a schedule. If you make like the fact that I can get on this call every week at 1030 is fucking amazing. Um, but I found the opposite, which was dropping bodybuilding over top of it gave me a net, like you said, that kind of kept me in balance um, because I had to do certain things. And right. that just made essentially it gave me three hour increments to get everything else done, you know, between totally. meals. So, so now it's comfortable. Like I will probably eat five or six meals a day for the rest of my life at a certain time because it's comfortable. Yeah, and I know exactly what you mean about my entire life has been planned in between meal allotments. Yep. Like if someone's like, you know, you know, when I hear when I hear someone say, oh, you know, I had a client at 11 and 12 and 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. And I'm like, yeah. where was your break? Like, you have to stop and eat. You have to reset yourself. Like, yeah. I, know, I would, I would schedule yeah, like man. <laughs> 11 and 12 and then I have a 3 and 4. And then, right. and I'd like leave a two hour because I might need a nap. Yep, I always do that too. <laughs> so, Jesus, <laughs> I did the exact, and I literally did the exact same thing, and I never sold my time because people would say, "Well, can I, you know, can I have that 10? I'm like, "No, I'll pay you 110 dollars an hour." No, what right. do you do then? I go home. Yes, because I lived like a mile from the gym when I was when I had my uh, studio. And it was just the rule. And I tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't ever sell your time because you can't get back. Right. Because it's really hard once you get the money. You know how that works. Because mm -hmm. training, if you're a good trainer, it's 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 pretty solid money. And it's very hard to say, you know what? I'd rather take a nap than make that $100 an hour. Right. Now in my brain, this nap cost me 100 bucks. Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'll take the money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, 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 right. So I could never sell it because I wouldn't because I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it back, so to speak. Oh, man. Your turn. Is this? Is it my turn? Yeah. Damn. Damn, I'm looking here. Um, more music questions. You don't want music questions, though. I, I like you to answer them. I should start asking them, but I just don't answer, so I barely know. Mm. You guys get confused and think that we're both these huge, like, useless information champions it's just wrong do you uh so here's a question for you um how much a rimidex do you find most people actually need to take if they're running about 750 test 500 test 750 test in are your they, experience um, are they are they getting diced for sure or are we talking about just enough to keep them just 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 let's say they're just training off season taking 500 test what normally every three days 0.5 every three days. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people that Remedix has a very long half-life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there's, there's even, I saw a study, uh, that was like a medical study done on a Remedix and they were just giving people one tab a week and it was keeping their estrogen in check nope. like for days and days. Which and is days. almost exactly what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Five every, three, five days. every three days with a long half-life. Yeah. Yeah. So yours would just be a little, yours would just be a little smoother. Yeah. And that's yeah. why uh, is because I find here's the deal with uh, everyone has this thing. They want to shut down estradiol. 
Yeah, no, you, you need it. Don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Knock that shit. Like, I want it's, it is. I want you to like. I run mine a little low because I feel better. But with my clients, I don't make them spend the amount of money I had to to figure out where I felt best because I was just doing blood work all the time. I did a, a spent there where I was like, I wanted to know. So it was right. like me again. Do another yeah. panel. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. Just a little tiny, just a little bit, a little pinch of Arimidex can keep everything in check. And there's I there's also like a lot of stuff about aromacin that looks better on paper. Like, you yeah, know like what I mean? Aromacin. For Yeah. So so I, I think it was Meadows who was saying that for contest prep, when you're taking a little bit more, mm-hmm. he likes aromacin every day because it it's supposed to be easier on your cholesterol, your your lipids. <laughs> Yeah, well, and also, truthfully, but because that it point, has a we short... are destroying it. So we, right. we understand we're fucking up your training and everything. I want you to have negative estradiol. Right. The last few weeks. But yeah. then but then for, but he said off-season, you'd have to, like, microdose it to control your estrogen because it's such a short half-life. Mm-hmm. So that's when the kind of just, like, using a touch of a Rimidex. That's how I feel about it anyways. But yeah, sure. just so you know, not a doctor. Really? <laughs> I have to laugh at that because I don't know if you saw, but I've had like three questions in the last couple of my uh, random Q and A's that people will say, my yes. doctor said this, what do you think? And I'm like, yeah, well, why the fuck would you ask the idiot if the genius already answered? <laughs> do you, th- this one, this one's not in my wheelhouse either, but I'll just throw it at you. Uh, foods that raise HDL cholesterol. So good cholesterol. I mean, they want get- it raised. Well, their HDL is low. They're, they're good cholesterol okay. well, low. Well, I mean, number one, that's that, that goes, don't even get go all the way back to the most basic thing. You need to bring in more good fats. Most people, I don't know why, and this is a good topic. Mm. Um, Fish oil is obviously on the list. Yeah, but all, and that's the thing. Don't don't overcomplicate. What will make sure you get your numbers up? I like things I can control. Um, so I like to use oils. Because I know exactly what I'm getting. You can get really specific with them. And if you don't have a lot of room, say it's off-season or whatever, you can put them right over top of your food. Mm-hmm. Or you can even cook with some of them that are set up that way. Um, but most of you people, guys, um, you don't, you're not adding enough fats. I don't know what that's all about. It's like all of a sudden we think that carbs are uh, essential and they're not. Fats right. are essential. Your body right. needs the fats. Um, and of course, when your good cholesterol is down, it's like a teeter totter guaranteed that person's bad cholesterol is high guaranteed. Right. You're, you right. rarely will see HDL low and LDL fine. I, I have in my experience, whether I'm off season or pre-contest, the two things that affect my cholesterol values that I've, I've really only ever really seen a couple of, of moves on my blood is my HDL, I think, normal range, the bottom is like 1.0. Mm-hmm. And I've been like 0.98 a few times. And the doctor's like, well, technically you need to raise your HDL. Right. And, and, um, and then I've had high LDL, of course, where it's just over like the same amount, like 0.2 right. over the end of the range. And I found that when I was off season and younger and eating fast food more often, mm-hmm. that's when I would see the high LDL. Right. And then if I wasn't taking fish oils or paying attention to 
even just a bit of fish oil would be enough to like move me to 1.01. Yeah. No, I mean, if you take two of those twice a day, you're good to go. So it was, those are the only, that's the only real personal information I have about cholesterol because mine's never been really fucked up or out of whack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I do because I typically run a lower fat diet during preps for clients yes. um, that I have bumped into. Oh, shit. I got to get you some fish oils just to get you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's low enough that I'm not even talking with the diet. And sometimes, too, sometimes I just operate under the assumption that every single fucking person is taking three to three to four grams of wild fish oil a day. Right. Because you should be. <laughs> so well, I think I that's a of, factor. Like at no point during a prep would I ever say, oh, you better lower your fish oils. Yeah, no, it's just, just it's like vitamin C. <laughs> I just take it every fucking day. Yeah. So, you know. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got a big one here that we got to touch okay. on because uh, it actually came from a, a friend of mine. Um, what are your thoughts on um, these athletes who are, who are essentially saying, well, I can't work and I'm a bum because I'm prepping for a show? Uh, um, and I mean this from an advice standpoint, not a judgment standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, so, so here's, here it is. If you do want to not work while you prep for a show, you want to shut everything down, you just want to lay on your couch, nap twice a day, eat six meals. I'm all for that if you have the money to do it. Right. But don't expect other people to fucking help you do your show. Like, if you happen to be getting a $15,000 a month check and you just want to kick it, I'm like, huh, fuck, I don't blame him. I guess maybe he's going to make it up later. I would need to keep working because I would need this. I couldn't do nothing. It would, right. it would make it worse. It would make the prep way harder. Like I'm plus I'm just now that I'm, I feel like I'm a moving machine now that can never stop too right. many things going on. There's too many people depending on me to return a message or do something for the gym or be somewhere. There's just too much going on. And I wouldn't even have like, that is my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that just want to do nothing, I mean, it all, you know, like if you're a top pro, I get it. But if you're doing like a local show and you want someone to like, I don't know, you want to stay in your parents' basement and not work or something? I don't get that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it, it came up. It's one of those things. I see it more on the regular. And I've actually had a couple of clients, good, good people. They're like, oh, I, I, I can't be doing this and prepping for a show. And I'm always like, well, hold up. Yeah. How, like, long it, how long does it take you to eat six meals like per meal? Especially when you're hungry, you know, like, no, the shit goes right down. And how long are you actually training? Okay. How much cardio? There's too much time. And I think, I guess the reason I, I focus on it is I see a lot of guys and girls really putting all their eggs in this basket. And I'm thinking, okay, but once again, what do you think happens when you turn pro? Mm -hmm. Because it's not the nineties. You, Muscle Tech does not call you with a $300,000 contract at yeah. all. And I mean, yeah. you know, the amount of contracts that exist are low. Uh, and now more and more and more, they're taken by people who are not even competing at all. Yeah. Because guess what? They're working, hustling their social media, their YouTube, all these things every day, you yeah. know? Um, and I just really think it's something that, cause I've had, a, I've had a few questions about it. I just recently had somebody ask me on my, uh, on my Q and A's what I did for bodybuilding. And, and truth be told, I didn't 
I didn't say I'm going to pick this career because of bodybuilding. I did things I was passionate about that made me money. And I also did bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I'm not going to suggest that you just take any job. I mean, if you can't break for food, then you got to decide if you want to have that job or you want to be a bodybuilder. But there's no reason to do one or the other. And he's like this idea that you're going to lay on your couch. And I just don't, you kind of nailed it. When I was in, when I turned pro, um, I still had the stores. So I was working probably 60 hours a week. Um, plus going home and the business, you know, yeah, you don't leave the gym and like turn the light off about the gym in your brain. It never ends. Um, but it's funny because it felt easy. I didn't have time to be hungry. I didn't have time to think about I'm tired or you don't have time. And I feel like on the flip, the amount of time that you gain, just like you said, makes it harder. You're sitting around bored and you're hungry. That's tough. Like I used to, I took clients all the time when they'll say, man, I get hungry at night. I go, you don't get hungry at night. You get bored because you stop. You're, you're not busy anymore. So you realize I like, when do people eat chips and dip? It's not in the middle of their fucking day. Yeah. It's when they're laid in front of their television doing nothing. I I still remember when I went to college, with like a full course load, Mm -hmm. you know, five classes and I had labs and everything. And I just remember how like, I didn't even have to think my meals were just like, you know what I mean? It was like, you had to, it was just such a robot process. Like it was Mm -hmm. automatic. There was no like dilly dallying and go, Oh, I don't feel like getting up. There was none of that. Oh, I could sleep another hour. Like it was just like, just landed on a treadmill and four months later, boom on stage. Yeah. There you go. Like, you know, but it flew by. I think that's an important thing for, uh, up and coming people in the sport is to understand like the best advice I can give you if you want to have a chance of being a great bodybuilder is have a good career. Yeah. You got to be able to afford it. You, know, you got to pay to play. Yeah. Cause eventually you, you will hopefully get to where I was where I got to say, you know what, I'm going to put the career away now because bodybuilding pays enough that I don't have to do it. But right. what's funny is as my career has went on, I'm busier now than I was then. Like I think people think because I like you or me, I can train at 11 a.m. or whatever I want. Right. It's like, oh, well, it's cool because he just does nothing all day. No, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and maybe and maybe some of that is because, you know, you see on Instagram and you see how often we're doing this stuff. That is work as well. Well, the working from home thing. I mean, like I'll get up at eight and I'm kind of on the laptop till two in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. like nonstop. And I'm returning emails and writing stuff and altering stuff and changing things and looking at pictures and, oh, check my phone. Oh, there's some stuff about the gym. Yeah, answer those, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got to call this guy, call that. Like, there's just all this stuff going on that I can do from one chair and my, like, and I just bang it off. Next thing I know, I'm like, holy fuck, it's been four hours. I got to eat again. Yep. And I, like, throw a meal down. And then I'm like, well, I saw I'll head to the gym for the day. Like, you know, around two in the afternoon. Like, and so some people think, oh, you're just showing up at two. Yeah. <laughs> you've, been no, like, you're, you've been doing nothing all morning. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, yeah. But I think funny. it's key because it also will help you guys have a purpose. Yeah. You know, like I, I if, if I, if somebody magically deposited the money I make into my account every day, um, I would still work. The older I get, the more I realize that 
when you have some responsibilities that you care about and a purpose that you're working towards, <clears throat> life sort of sorts itself out. Like mm-hmm. most decisions just get made without even realizing it was a decision. Right. There's no like, oh, it's just like, oh, we're that way. You know Let what me, I mean? Like when you know where you're going. Like, like imagine you, know? you imagine you do that. You make the decision to prep for a show and you're going to you're going to KO your savings and you're going to go all in the day after the show. Now what? Kind of been there, you know, like, you know what? I, I mean, I had a, a show when I was younger where I was like going to college, but I didn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just was living off this cash I had. And then after the show, I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I finished school, so that's good um, for the for the semester. But I'm out of money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I but I do. Like, I mean, it's, get a job. it's key. I think that those are things that people can do, and especially now with the Internet. Like, there's just no excuse. So no. it's funny because I, I hear it now. And I guess maybe I'm old and judgmental now. But literally, when I hear that, I go, lazy fuck. You're not a good bodybuilder either. Like, that's my brain. Like, because <laughs> the I, most brutal thing yeah, you just think. Boom. Because I don't understand it. Like, yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's not that fucking hard. We eat I, six I, times a day and you train. Let's get wild. You train I, for I three really, hours. <laughs> I really hope we can get to the point where you feel comfortable to tell us how you really feel about things. Yeah, Dustin. probably not going to happen today. Because today maybe I'm today repeating. is not the day. I'm on today the fence today. Yeah, today scrabbling. you really don't know how you feel about things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've definitely established who despises me today and who likes me. So we're good. Yeah. To go. No, I'm 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 excited about the future. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get plenty of comments without asking today. Dusty's an asshole. Check. So we've reached, <laughs> we've reached a point in the show where I still have some stuff to talk about, but I gotta fucking take a leak. That's how old are you again? It happens. It happens. So I'm gonna take a little two minute break here. Scott can, Scott can play some uh, Muzak. Yeah, like really get my hat high. <clears throat> oh, big swig. Now he's going to have to piss. Fuck. Let's fucking do this. Okay, I'm back, Dusty. Welcome back. How was it? Oh, it was, it was glorious. Good. I want things I leaned on the wall, you. leaned on the wall for a while. It was a big one. <laughs> so, well, uh, next week we have we have a guest. Yeah, so we were supposed week. to have we were supposed to have Ben Chow on today, but he had to move it a week. So Ben Chow is going to be joining us next week. Nice. So we'll have a that. little little bit of bodybuilding and bollocks will be in the house. <laughs> I like how we're stealing their guys back one at a time. This is a little crossover episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like oh. back in the day when they used to have a character from one show make like a, an appearance on a completely different TV show as that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd link them. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. like when they do that on some of my shows with uh, like SVU and stuff where they'll join yes. them together. But it's very open. So you have yeah. to watch both. Yeah, exactly. Know what's go- oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we're bringing yeah. them in. Well, they started it because Fuad had me finally come on over there. So. Yeah, yeah, you have a good time over there, eh? I did. It was fun. It was uh, – it's very it – it's just like us. You're like, oh, fuck, that was being recorded? I thought we were just all chatting. I probably shouldn't have said that thing about that thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, Scott's got a lot of editing to do today. We'll yeah, let, he's got we'll some work the, to do. Sorry, we'll Scott. We'll let the crowd know that, that Scott has has a lot of work for this particular episode. So you are seeing a very refined, 
very corporate approved version of the show. Yes. Yeah, so would, would you see how bad it is? Just multiply it by 10. And yeah, I don't know. There was a smudge on my truck this morning and that was the end of it. I was fucking angry. Oh, I guess. Dusty, wrong side <laughs> of bed today, man. It's like it's like, you know, when you go to meet up with a friend, you're, you go over to meet a friend. You're like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, fucking Dave. Did you fucking see what Dave did? You're like, oh, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> And you don't know what to do. And you don't know what to say. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. I definitely fucking Dave did today. <laughs> no, I was kind of aware, but I now I'm like super curious, and I, I, I actually, if anything, I feel like I let the people down for not having an equally, you know, excited opinion of everything. Especially since, since Ian's Canadian. I mean, damn it, you did this for your country. <laughs> oh, anyway, I was sort of aware of that, and like I gave my opinion on that. That was lame. Yes. But I just yes. didn't really realize where it went or what was going on. <laughs> well, you know me. I like I like the soap opera hey. shit. I'm keeping. Yeah, it going. no, no, I know. That's your you're my that friend. Yes. In the know. And Sometimes, if not, if, I don't if let I the truth get in the way of a good story either. If I got to fucking twist life a little bit, it's getting boring. I'll go. You know what? I gotta talk to Dusty because he always complicates my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's painful how accurate that is. Shit. Okay. All right, well, let's remind, remind everyone what they need to do to save us a little bit here. Uh, oh, it, one more thing. I have to say that I saw the funniest sight I've ever seen this week. Right after the Cali Pro, Chris FaceTimed me. And he oh, still had his mask under his chin. Oh, God. And he was like, blah, 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 blah. He's talking and he had his face mask on under his chin. I just thought it was a funny. I took a screenshot. I thought it was the funniest fucking thing. Anyways, with the hair, you know. Oh, the, hair is, the hair is always part of it. Okay, so remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment. Help us out. It's been going great. We really appreciate everything. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate all the questions. And, uh, yeah. Anything else, Dusty? Dogs are, dogs are home. Week, yeah, we're, the dogs got, we got four more weeks minimum. Oh, oh, so they're okay. Oh, yeah, they don't come back. Okay. No, I just, I'm over here lonely. So if anyone wants to help with that, I'm uh, kidding. But I will I'm... watch your dog. So, uh, cooking with Dusty with special guests. Exactly. It's time. Okay. Enjoy yourself, my friend. No doubt. Till next time. Just bodybuilding. Oh.